0: In the middle of the 18th century, the famous French general and strategist, the Count de Guibert, was writing about strategy, about even the potential someday of a more citizen soldier style army. Who knows? Maybe he was even pre-imagining what it would be like if the Bourbon kings were no longer ruling in France. Well, regardless, I want you to hear what the Count Guibert wrote about a particular uh, imagined army. Listen to this. But suppose there should arise in Europe a people endowed with energy, with genius, with resources, with government, a people which combined the virtues of austerity with a national militia, and which added to them a fixed plan of aggrandizement, which never lost sight of this system, which, as it would know how to make war at small cost and subsist on its victories, would not be compelled by calculations of finance to lay down its arms. We should see that people subdue its neighbors and upset our feeble constitutions as the north wind bends the slender reed. Fairly poetic language for a general. Well, I want to fast forward a bit. I said that was the beginning, or sorry, pardon me, the middle of the 18th century. Well, now I want us to be at the beginning of the 19th. And if you know anything about Napoleon Bonaparte, I bet you've seen that famous painting of him rearing up on his horse as he prepares to cross the Alps into northern Italy. Well, truth be told, he actually rode something more like a mule over the Alps, but lo and behold, he made it now as the first consul of the French people into a battle with the Austrians. We're in the middle of 1800 now. And if you know anything about the famous Battle of Marengo, then you might know that it began with some great French kind of valiance, very excited, very powerful approach. And yet, next thing you know, the Austrians have actually done something fairly interesting. They've made a move that surprised Napoleon and actually had him on the ropes. So what did he do? He sent off for one of his uh, most trusted generals, Desaix. And history tells us that Desai had probably already started making his turn to help Napoleon at the Battle of Marengo. And so they were converging the wish of Napoleon and the approach of Desai at almost the exact right moment. Well, I think this is one of the high points of the genius of Napoleon. But to look back at Guybert's words, I mean, Napoleon had taught the French people that they did have energy. That he himself had a certain genius of leadership, and he had brought this sense as the First Consul of a strong government. He had taught them to have pride again. He had taken the old French army into a system much more like a militia. He had taught them never to lose sight of the system. He had shown them a way that they could subsist, live, continue on, and really never lay down their arms. And so here we have, at the Battle of Marengo, uh, Napoleon standing there, and here comes General Desai. Things aren't looking good for the French. Napoleon, according to uh, something that was overheard, turned to Desai and said, well, what do you think? And the legend goes that Desai pulled out his watch and said, Well, this battle is completely lost, but it's only two o'clock. There's time to win another. And so a writer, uh, Chandler, writes it this way. Heartened by this timely reinforcement, fresh resolution filled the hearts of the weary troops. Bonaparte rode among the men and called out, Soldiers, you have retreated far enough. You know that it is my habit to bivouac on the field of battle. Then what is the shout that rings out from one of the sergeants of the consular guard? Listen to this, I love it. Chins up! In essence, we've stopped losing heart, boys. It's time to fight again. So in Guibert's imagination, that sort of a spirit, what if it was possible in a future army of France? Well... In the year 1800, we get to see it in reality with the overwhelming final victory at Marengo. Why do I share all this with you, apart from the fact that it totally interests me and maybe doesn't interest you at all? Because I think that Guibert's words perfectly paint the picture of the revolutionary army of the kingdom of heaven. It's an army of love. It's an army of constant offensive action for the purpose of Jesus's goodness, his care for this world, his desire that none should be lost. And so, you know me, I love to reframe a great quote. I want you to imagine Guibert's words pointing toward our army of love, this revolutionary force of the kingdom of heaven. Here's his words reframed for us. Suppose there already exists in the world a people endowed with supernatural energy, with the genius of their leader, with heavenly resources and provision, with internal governing by a Holy Spirit, a people which combines the virtues of self-forgetfulness with a universal sense of their combined strength and which added to all that a fixed vision upon the hereafter who never lost sight of their leader, who, as they would know how to truly live with the greatest joy and be content with each day's purpose, would never feel compelled by fear or trepidation to lay down their call. We should see that, people, spread over all the earth, overwhelming their neighbors with love, upsetting all feeble worldlinesses as the breath of heaven bends the slenderest earthly reed. Friends, that's a picture of what is actually the call for us today, to have each of our individual hearts so focused on the face of our leader, our victorious kingdom general, that we have that same kind of chuckle on our lips that Napoleon had as he rode out in front of his men. He put heart into them, which then began to drive fear into the enemy ranks. So wherever you are today, whatever day of the week you happen to be listening to this podcast, I want you to imagine Jesus walking into the midst of your day, a little bit of that Bonaparte swagger, as he says to us, my brothers and sisters, I have already conquered the world. You know that it is my habit to relive my life in you every single day of your life. My friends, I'll say it to you today. Chins up. You are living out the march of the triumph of Jesus. Wherever this day takes you, I pray you will go with a spirit of victory, remembering that the, the revolutionary army of which you are a part exists. It's called the body of Christ, and it is everlastingly empowered by the Holy Spirit of Jesus. Let's march out.